This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Right Spot with Dunedin UNESCO's City of Literature. Well, we're going to celebrate literature in a slightly different way this morning, looking at theatre. In fact, a very exciting opportunity for uh, Dunedin audiences to catch a production which has captured the world for a long time now. Agatha Christie's The Mousetrap comes to the Playhouse Theatre, the Dunedin Repertory Society putting this on uh, from the 19th of May. Joining us on the line now uh, two who will be performing and taking to the stage during the production, Brent Caldwell and Chris Cook. Uh, Morena, both of you, thanks for joining us here on ORFM. Uh, Brent, let's uh, let's start with you. Um, this is uh, a very well-known play, of course. There's been, over the course of the years, probably several productions here in this part of the world, but uh, famously running on the West End for a, a, a very long time. Is this a production that you have caught uh, before? Actually, much to my embarrassment, after living for six years in London, I, I never actually attended. It was always on the, yeah, I'll get to it one day list. And it, as it turned out, I didn't. So it's probably one of the reasons I jumped at the chance to be a part of it here in Dunedin. It is quite amazing, isn't it? The history of this play, which has um, captivated the world like no other. Now that you are a little bit more familiar with it, what would you say about this Agatha Christie work that makes it so enticing? Um, I think it's historical relevance in terms of, um, you know, creating the genre of whodunit and um, the fact that so many people buy into the idea of um, making sure that anyone who goes to the play, um, there are no spoilers and that everybody is part of and is, an, and is invited to, to keep the, the secret of the show is, is um, creates a bit of a magic in itself. And it's by seeing the show, you almost being admitted to a, a kind of a fano of um, the mousetrap and um, maintaining that legacy. We spoke, of course, with uh, director Dylan Shield earlier in the week and he talked about that contract that uh, the audience enters into uh, with uh, those who are putting on the production about uh, keeping uh, the resolution of the play completely secret. Uh, Chris, uh, that's a novel thing, isn't it, in place to, to have that kind of relationship with an audience over such a long period of time? Absolutely. And um, as we know, it's uh, celebrating 70 years of this tradition um, as of this year. Um, and it's a very important secret, um, for, especially amongst us um, us cast members. It's a bit difficult um, talking about the show, but not giving too much away because, of course, you want to entice the audience to come, but you have minimal information to give them. All right, well, let's see what we can entice out of you without giving too much away. Chris, tell us about <laughs> the, the character that you play. Um, so I play Sergeant Trotter. Um, <laughs> the name gives it away a little bit. Um, the police sergeant who um, appears on the scene to investigate um, a series of grisly murders. We just lost you a little bit there, Chris, but hopefully you'll be back with us. There we are. There we're back online now. Uh, okay, so there you are. You're the <laughs> you're the police officer there, um, and and Brent, your character is who? Uh, my character is Major Metcalf, an ex army man who's just come to Monkswell Manor for some serenity, and gets caught up in the in the mayhem that ensues at Monkswell Manor. 
this is um, people will be familiar with this kind of setup where uh, you've got a, a, a cast and you're wondering all the time, you know, whether they're dropping clues accidentally, uh, leaving something that's obvious, or, or posing a little bit of red herring along the way. That's all part of the fun, and I suppose part of the challenge for you both as, as actors to to be subtle about what you're doing in that regard. Brent. Yeah, I, I think the the thing is um, the way the the play was written is it's um, designed to have um, the audience um, trying to work it out and get there before everybody else. But the intricate way in which Christy unfolds it, and like you say, red herrings or um, statements or actions that people take on stage um, can often be either misleading or they can be quite obvious. And then once the um, the the story unravels, people look back and they go oh yeah okay so that that was what that meant so um yeah there's lots to listen for and you know i think it is a listening play as well as a viewing play um so we encourage our audiences to listen carefully and watch the actors carefully because um there's more to most of them than meet the eye okay Uh, chris it's been a while isn't it since uh, we've been able to with any kind of um surety put on productions of this type um the last couple of years, everyone knows about the difficulties uh, that uh, the arts community has faced, along with others. Chris, you must be uh, excited to be finally uh, treading the boards again. Absolutely, I am. <laughs> um, yeah, in terms of my, my studies as well, it's been extremely difficult trying to get productions underway in the time of COVID. Um, as, as recently as December, um, Brent and I were involved with um, the wonderful Dracula production, um, but sadly the last leg of the run um, in Arrowtown had to be cancelled due to COVID. Um, so when it comes to putting on the mousetrap, we are so relieved that we are um, just so much closer um, back to that sense of being able to get our productions out to the public, having them see and enjoy it, but also the sense of community that us theatre goers massively get <laughs> whenever um, we put on a show together. Uh, Brent, uh, an important time for theatre in the city. There's a lot of discussion at the moment about the future of, of theatre, uh, venues and so forth, um, not least of which the, the Playhouse, which, which relies on community support to keep its wonderful productions of this type and for those for children coming through the course of the year. Be nice to see plenty of bums on seats. Yeah, I mean, it's an ideal opportunity for um, people to to vote with their bum, if you like, if they just get out there and take a seat in the playhouse. Not only are they sort of celebrating the chance to return to live theatre, but they're also um, putting a a line in the sand saying, look, you know, we we want theatre to survive in Dunedin. Um, And I think the options that um, Gemma and the others have put forward to the council are extremely strong. And, um, you know, Dunedin has a very special place in the theatre world of New Zealand. And, you know, I think um, unique situations and, you know, unique opportunities like the one that's being pitched um, need to be gotten behind by the public. And, you know, and as we've seen, um, it's often very hard to galvanise opinion around one one idea, but um, as we've seen with, say, the likes of the 
the stadium or, you know, the change to professional rugby or um, the university's dynamic changing is that once these things um, can get in place and settle, um, everyone can see how positive it is. And I encourage everybody who is really keen to get to the theatre to go and see it. And like Chris and myself, we're asking all our fellow students to get along there too, because as Chris mentioned, you know, um, their opportunities to experience or even be part of live theatre have been very limited. So come on, Dunedin, let's get behind it. Yeah, good idea. <clears throat> and uh, of course, it is uh, not just any old play. This is The Mousetrap, the one that's been talked about for so many years uh, and uh, has marked its 70th year on the West End. Uh, the only hiatus uh, along the way was was because of the pandemic 15 months uh, break but we're not going to count that uh, obviously incredibly popular with audiences it is a must see uh, you're not at the west end now you're here in Otipoiti Dunedin so get along and see it won't you the uh, run begins on the 19th of May at the Playhouse Theatre uh, you can uh, hop online to the Playhouse Theatre's uh, Facebook page and uh, find out more about that um, just finally, uh, gentlemen, uh, this is a Dunedin Repertory Society production. Uh, uh, do you, each of you have uh, a long-standing involvement with uh, the Repertory Society, and uh, and or just tell us about your relationship with it? Uh, perhaps Chris first. I'm a I'm a very reasonable newcomer, um, actually, and this is my first production with them, so that makes it extra special for me. Um, <laughs> because of that. And uh, what about you, Brent? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm like Chris. Um, this is my very first um, production with Dunedin Repertory. I've come to acting quite late in life after a career in education. And although I did repertory, you know, when I was growing up and while I was overseas, um, this is my first dabble in Dunedin, and it's great to be at the Playhouse and, and being able to to take part in um, such a unique and um, sort of I don't know influential um, play. That's exactly what it is. Get along there, won't you, and see the mouse trap. Uh, thank you, both of you, Brent Caldwell and Chris Cook, are two cast members from the Dunedin Repertory Society, putting on Agatha Christie's The Mouse Trap at the Playhouse. Uh, kia ora, go well, and uh, we look forward to a successful season. Wonderful. Thank you for having us. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.